0: Thank you for listening to Tara Lynn's A Geek Saga podcast. This episode features audio from a discussion panel that was recorded at DragonCon 2021. All right. So, again, this is Tolkien. Oh, my gosh. Tolkien's trickster tropes i can talk at two thirty on a sunday um my name is tara uh, i can be found across the web at a geek saga and uh, i am the founder and organizer of the first ever song of ice and fire game of thrones convention in the u.s it's called ice and fire con uh and i also uh do a couple webcasts slash podcasts that they're they're both honestly uh one is the geek saga podcast and the other one is called sagas and sass it's like a genre literary uh podcast webcast and uh, we actually do mostly fantasy right now like we've covered the Grishaverse verse and uh, well Temer, I guess is alternate history and a bunch of other a uh, bunch of other really good fantasy books so check us out
1: my name is Jeron Whited I'm a writer uh, my, uh, my big series is the Night Lord series vampire high fantasy epic fantasy kind of thing um, I have no idea why I'm here <laughs> um, I, they said so what do you feel comfortable talking about well, I, said, yeah, just them off <laughs> I was sitting right out there minding my own business hey you like Tolkien yeah come here
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah um, so I, I'm sure we're all Tolkien fans we all know we all know the books we probably all know the movies so you know hopefully we're gonna you know have a nice little discussion about how tricksy can those hobbits be <laughs> <laughs> and all the other things that you know not to be deceptive, trickstery type of thing, but we're going to kind of try and keep it low key. <laughs> and we're excited. We're excited to <laughs> have <laughs> <excited>. But um, <laughs> yeah,
2: thank you, thank you, uh, is
3: Gary, This is his first first panel at, at DragonCon. Uh, it is trailer. actually my second panel,
1: but this is my Dragon first Con. my first year that uh, and I've and actually been a panelist as a professional here at, uh, at DragonCon. My oh, first oh. panel was. Uh, uh, Lol, humor and apocalyptic literature.
4: <laughs> <laughs> how funny!
1: How funny can the end of the world be? That's You'd be right.
4: surprised. <laughs> well, yes, you're correct. Probably a very. <laughs> so,
3: yeah. And if you really like Garen, tell us, and maybe we'll invite him back. Oh, we will. I'm Jim work. I'm a, I'm, I'm a long time Dragon Con person, volunteer, been on the Tolkien track staff when we had that, been on this high fantasy when we merged all these high fantasy elements together. And, uh, and I'm especially the guy, if you want Tolkien content, come talk to me and we try to um, keep that as one of the load-bearing beams of high fantasy along with some of the other fandoms. So, uh, and you know, I just like talking Tolkien. <laughs>
0: talk to yeah, so. so many T's. <laughs> so alliterative. Um, okay, so, I mean, I I feel like if you guys are all here, you know what a trickster is. But just, you know, for a little bit of a refresher, um, not only is a trickster somebody who plays tricks, ha ha ha. Um, it's basically just a, a character that, you know... Is unconventional. They don't. Uh, they don't obey like the regular rules or laws. They don't exhibit conventional behavior. Um, they they question sometimes even even a mock authority. Um, and there's like, I mean, of course, we all know Loki is literally like probably the OG trickster, uh, at least in, in in you know mythology, religion, uh, whatever. But um, you know, Tolkien actually. It, it, it almost like surprised me when I was doing a little bit of research for this panel to think, because the description, I think, said even Sauron uh, in a way. And, and yeah, when you think back to how like, he was the necromancer and you know, not even Gandalf knew that uh, for the longest time. Um, so I guess uh, I want to start off by asking my fellow panelists who your favorite trickster in the series, in, in, well, in the universe, the Tolkien universe is.
1: Yeah, I would, I would probably go to Sauron himself. Uh, he, was a, he was a fantastic trickster in the sense that he deceived everybody, from Melkor, who in theory he was supposed to be working for and always planning to take over from, to uh, the entire race of the Numenorians. He worked his way into the, into the confidence in King, of King Farazone, persuaded him to send the entire Numenorian fleet into the lands of the Valar, claiming the undying lands will make you immortal. <laughs> Okay, that was tricky. Uh, he got them to worship Melkor and turn away from the, uh, the, the elves and, you know, the, the fair ones, the high ones and all that kind of thing. You get the silver dome of the temple. They, he persuaded them to cut down the white tree and burn it. Okay, yeah, that's a trickster, all right. He's fooling everybody. And what's happening? He gets his own when the, when the, when the, the, the lands of the, the island of the Numenorians is overturned and, he boy, was he shocked at that, which he got what he deserved. He's a trickster. He was tricking, he was fooling everybody and doing it all his own way. See what I mean? Mm hmm, mm hmm. So, my, my, my favorite's Sauron. Okay, I'm going to go in the completely
3: opposite direction. And it, and it kind of begs one of, you know, what's the definition of a trickster? Does a trickster need to be out for world domination? Yeah. Sauron, no. Casta. Does a trickster need to have sort of a selfish motivation, sort of an egocentric, narcissistic thing? So, in arguing maybe not, one of the first tricksters we actually hit in Lord of the Rings is my man, Sam Gamgee. (laughs) (laughs) Because Sam is this kind of just rude gardener guy who's actually been spying on all the stuff.
1: Dropping eaves. He's 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 not
3: dropping no eaves. eaves. (laughs) So, so, and... That's true, you see it some in the movies and even more in the books because it turns out that uh, at at, uh, Crick Hollow, next to the Old Forest, there's the big reveal when Merry and Pippin and other hobbits tell Frodo they know what's been going on all along. Everything he thought was secret is not. And in fact, they're ready to leave the next morning because their chief spy, their chief trickster, the one whose, his motivation is absolutely to support Proto and the they're class. informant. They're an informant <laughs> But but he's kept it secret. All the time, so and we can bridge there from the Gandalf and Sauron. So, what about you? Uh,
0: so, for me, weirdly enough, like if you'd asked me this question <clears throat> years ago, I probably would have had a different answer. But when I first read these, well, the first, and I guess second, probably third times, I read these books. You know, who I didn't really like at all was Tom Bombadil. Well, but, just... <laughs> but, but I just reread them this summer, and I was like, why didn't I like Tom Bombadil? Like, what was wrong with like? in her twenties, Tara, you know? So, so yeah, my, my answer now that I have, you know, just crossed to the other side and, and realized how silly I was when I was younger is Tom Bombadil. Excellent. Like, he's just, I mean, he, he's, he's, he's a kind soul, but he literally all like, like he, he just does his own thing. And like, that's all he does is be Trixie. <laughs> cool. So, what? Well. Just
3: quickly, you don't have to go to a microphone. We'll just take, call out names of other characters in the legendary that you think of as tricksters. Mary and Pippin. Mary and Pippin. Okay. Yes, Bilbo, Bilbo for Bilbo. sure. Bilbo back. bravest little <laughs> Hobbit of all.
0: Any others? Gollum. Gollum, of course.
2: Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> I think Gandalf was a trickster. Yes. Oh, for oh, sure. For yes, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, he, he
1: also defied Saruman, the the white wizard, who he's supposed to be reporting to. Did it all his own way because I know
2: best.
0: <laughs> I mean, he, honestly, The Hobbit is the best. If you ask me, is the best example of Gandalf's trickster. Uh, mm-hmm. Attitude, like, literally, like he starts the book by, by you know, inviting all these dwarves over to Bilbo's house and like writing the symbol on the door, you know, and then erasing it the next day, and like, um, and then he he leaves them, or, or no, shoot, when they go to um, Bior Bairns. Bairns, yeah. I was, I was like, did my pronounce this correctly? When they go to Bairns, he tricks him too by like having the dwarves show up like one or two at a time. And then later in the novel, he comes back, you know, after he's been gone for a while, right at the start of the Battle of the Five Armies, he comes back and he's like just dresses this old man, and like Bilbo doesn't even realize he's there until Gandalf is like, it is I, Gandalf, as he like throws off his cloak. So.
3: Yeah, and so if, if the trickster trope is one of kind of working behind the scenes all the time um, to an end which the trickster has a pretty good idea about what they want to happen. I mean, in The Hobbit, Gandalf keeps disappearing and goes off and does stuff like the White Council at Galdor, and um, places and people that we don't even know about. And yet, he's always working behind the scenes, never up front, to... Yeah. The ultimate defeat of Sauron is his, is his, uh, his goal, his motive.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. One, um, well, and, and also as people mentioned, of course, both Bilbo and Gollum, and I here's a question. Um, obviously, I, I like, we know why they are, but what I wanna know is the riddles. Is that the first thing that comes to your mind with, with Bilbo and Gollum especially when, when you think of them being tricksters or is it something else?
3: It's something yeah.
4: else. What is it? The what else is, is it? With the ring and traveling together. Yeah. When they're going through to get, to destroy it.
1: Oh, especially when Bilbo's got the ring, but he's denying having it and um, um, so, well, say, saying that he's a much better burglar than you thought. Because <laughs> saying, well, I, don't have, I don't have no magic ring. That kind of thing. Uh, like
4: when they're traveling to the mountain, like just him, Sam, and Gollum.
0: Oh, Oh, you're talking about Frodo. Okay, okay,
3: okay. All right. Can you guys at the other end hear that okay? Otherwise we'll we'll
0: repeat. They say no.
3: (laughs) So
1: that's interesting. Is the ring a trickster? Well, I mean, yes. (laughs) Yes. I think the ring kind of has to be a trickster because it has no real power on its own. It can only exercise power through others, which means it has to be a trickster to persuade others to do its will, and by extension Sauron's will.
0: Yeah, which which obviously that's literally all the ring exists to yes, do, is exactly, persuade yes. others to do whatever it wants. But can
5: Gollum really be a trickster? Because a trickster, I would think, has more control over... What they're doing and why they're doing it, and I feel like Gollum was being controlled. Interesting. Can, so can I would not see him as a trickster at all. Does a
3: trickster have to be in control? Did you watch the Loki series? <laughs> <laughs> but so,
5: yeah. but what I mean is, they think they're in control of what it is that right, they're trying to right, do. Yeah. And they they I feel like Gollum was so controlled by the ring right, that right. that, in in that sense, then maybe the ring is. But.
3: Yeah, which, is, know, which is an interesting question. Yeah. Does,
1: does a trickster have to be in control, or can a trickster be a victim?
2: Well, I, I, would think, I would think
1: that Gollum could be con- regarded as a trickster after yeah. he lost possession of the ring, because at uh. that point the ring no longer cared about him. Oh. It wasn't controlling him anymore. It was the leftovers of, of Gollum's um, uh, addiction, dependency. Uh, his, 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 his need for the ring was something that just existed at that point. He would never be free of it, but the ring didn't care about him anymore. And of course, when we wind up with a spoiler alert, when we wind up inside Mount Doom, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the last thing the ring wanted was Gollum there.
3: Yeah, I see that hand in a minute. Um, certainly after Gollum loses the ring. Uh, he, 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 I think you can argue strongly. He, he snaps into trickster mode. So, so the whole storyline about taking them through Kirith on Yes, maybe, that's what I, That's exactly yeah, what I was going to say. Sheila, like Sheila, she yeah, yeah. especially that. Yeah.
1: yeah, how, how can I get the ring back? And he doesn't have the power to take it, uh, for the most part. So he has to work his way to it. But all the time that he had the ring and was hiding under the underneath the mountains, no, he wasn't a trickster then. He was a slave to the ring.
0: Oh, I don't know, though. I mean, was he, though? Be- wasn't he, though? Because, like, I mean, he talks about how he... Of course, he was using the ring to do it, but he was living, you know, in that goblin... Like, in the goblin caves, and he was, like... He would use the ring, of course, but he would go, like, up behind them and, like, snatch the goblins to eat them sometimes and I, stuff. I th- I and I guess help. it's not really... Uh, I would say it's not trickstery, except that, like, the the goblins, like, they knew that there was something happening. They knew that there was someone there, but they couldn't see him um you know i mean it was it was just a, it was a secretive like it's it's like a i don't know there's a word i'm looking for that i'm that i'm blanking on right now but yeah. I, I don't think that was necessarily a trickster element so much as sheer
1: survival That's right. yeah because yeah. if he if he shows up you know, with a dozen goblins he's dead <laughs> and he's got to avoid that at all costs even the invisible guy can't yeah. cope with a whole squad of goblins yeah, yeah and he's just trying to find something to eat and it just happens to be goblin. Well, I don't know, I couldn't find any fish. The be of the the one of those, yeah. Um I'd like to argue that a trickster has to, a to be proactive. Um uh, they can't be
3: reactive Okay, so the argument is that a trickster has to be proactive, yeah. They have so to have a mean, plan. Yeah. They
1: gotta have some ideal yeah. that they're going for, yes. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying. They're yeah. trying to control the situation yeah, yeah. by being tricking people into doing their will. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
3: All right.
4: Yes. Would you say that Iluvatar is a trickster?
1: Iluvatar.
3: Everybody know who Iluvatar is. Iluvatar. 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 <laughs> the creator.
4: Yeah. There are many instances within the legendarium, especially Lord of the Rings, where Iluvatar plays a hand in events that we don't know of, but the characters kind of think at it. So Gandalf coming back. Um, Frodo, for instance, having compassion on Gollum. Gollum in a yeah. lot of instances where there, Sam also, Sam's decision to take the ring from Fro- to take the ring from Frodo in the cave
1: one of, the, one of the philosophical questions that that raises is, if something is uh, an all-knowing being, like Iluvatar, in the, in the Cimbarillion where they're creating the world and singing it into existence, and Melkor creates uh, a disharmonious tune, so Iluvatar creates another tune and Melkor ruins it again, but Iluvatar is totally content with that because he knows exactly how it's all gonna play out. Uh, is, this being, uh, is this being a trickster when this is fate, this is how it will occur, it's inevitable, I mean, not Thanos inevitable, real inevitable. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so at, at that point, um, where, where does uh, the trickster strives for control, but is always struggling to make his plans come out yeah. the way they should. But is it still being a trickster when I know exactly how this is going to go and nobody can stop it? So I've got to read a quote
3: because it's on my shirt. Oh.
2: <laughs>
3: to the Iluvatar thing. And this is what Iluvatar says um, to Melkor. And thou, Melkor, shalt see that no theme may be played that hath not its uttermost source in me, nor can any alter the music in my despite. For he that attempteth this shall prove but mine instrument in the devising of things more wonderful which he himself hath not imagined. Is that trickster? Area. I I I don't, so. I don't think so. I think it's like sovereign creator. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like like like
0: like you were saying. I I think that because he he knows how everything is going to play out and has like and and has that sort of control. I, I would say no, but to us I, it appears, however, that he could be tricked. Yes, yeah. We don't know everything because there right.
1: is a kind of curses foiled again.
3: Yeah. 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 <laughs>
1: yeah we have hands
3: eager hands, hands.
0: Yes, we, uh, this, well this gentleman has had his okay, okay yeah. <laughs> um, what
6: about
3: so, so sh- shout it out
6: yeah. we were worried that it was loaded yes yeah. um, a more uh, smarmy character smarmy character. <laughs> a worm tongue Grima oh, oh absolutely yes yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the
1: whole room is like no. oh so, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's
2: we just go. so inky
3: so, so Grima hands up if you think he's a trickster
2: Hands up if you
0: think he's not. So,
3: I I times. think
0: I think with Grima, it's it's like you. I think he has to be a trickster, but also he's really bad at it. Like <laughs> the only person who actually is tricked by him is Theoden, but also he's like he is uh, controlling Theoden. You know what I mean? He's a so right, yeah, I would. It's like I would, yeah I think I would say he's more of a manipulator, or just like I said, a very a very bad trickster. Because the only person who falls for his ish is uh, I almost did it. No. The only person who falls for his ish is Thea and really like to I, I the just book, according to the book, people
5: we'll fall for it. Yeah. But not until Gandalf comes right. to borrow
1: the horse are there, like, half of the people's eyes are open. Yeah, yeah. right. He's, he's, he's worked his claws into the king, and right. through the king is exercising power yes. without making it obvious that he's the one who is the power <coughs> behind the throne now. And I think that's where he is being mostly a trickster in that sense, tricking people into doing his will by using the power of the king instead, right. you know, to, to achieve his goals, yes. But, but then later, yes, he's he's exposed. We got
3: some, some hands over there. We'll oh, go no. the closest to us, and then the one on the back.
4: Back to the um, the all-knowing guy. Oh, <laughs> Luvitar. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you think the only difference between a trickster and a god is relative power, like amount of power and control they have over the world?
1: I don't, but no. so I I I think that does I think that does play partially into it. If you're if your abilities extend to omnipotence, how can you be a trickster? Because, it, the, the, um, how to I put this? It seems to me that a trickster faces challenges and difficulties, mm-hmm. and his outcome is never certain. He has to wonder, wait, if I do this, no, I should do this instead. He's playing chess, okay, with someone besides himself. See what I mean?
6: So
4: if they gain power, are they still a trickster? Like, if they become omnipotent, omn-
0: I mean, do they have to be is, I think, the real question. Like, if you, if you know everything and can control everything to that extent, then what is the need to be Trixie? Like, I guess if you just want to be, like, a little funny now and again, uh, play around with people, maybe. But, um, I mean, I don't, think, I don't think that that's... I don't think that's what he is or he does. And
3: in the Tolkien verse... The Luvatar does precious little playing around with people. <laughs> he's really a removed force and yet a sovereign force. And, and he's created Arda Unmarred. And so it's not just power. There is a sense of rightness, goodness, completeness, beauty that's all part of this that Melkor mars. And so and that ripples through, like Tara said, all the music. And, <laughs> and it creates all of these... Struggles for control, struggles to accumulate power, struggles to push back. Even to um, the this, this second age story, where 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 Anatar Saurons lie, is there is no eluvatar
2: hmm.
3: He is actually a fiction of the Valar, meant to exert power over you. And if you resist that, then you will have true power and true strength. In anyway, a so so. Iluvatar is certainly being characterized as a trickster fiction of the Valar when it's really Sauron who's being the, the manipulator in that equation. Yes. Let's go to Blue Mask over here. So, so
2: yeah, you're,
0: did, did y'all you hear that? No. <laughs> yeah, we should probably start using the <laughs> yeah, microphones, yeah, guys. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> microphone like the, the constant repeating is, is, is going to make this panel. Yeah. We, we only have an hour total and, Sorry. you know, no, it's okay. It's not your fault. We, we, we should have been okay. making people do it immediately. And the next one, could you? Yeah, you, you want to, you'd want to lean in real yeah. close.
5: Um, when we're looking at what influences Tolkien, if we're trying to decide on what, maybe what he considered a trickster versus what has full cool and complete power, Milovatar um, was um, heavily influenced, and the Music of the spheres was heavily influenced by Boethius. Oh, look at that. Now.
2: I'll just talk
5: really loud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, since Tolkien's work and the music of the spheres and what control, like, has absolute power and control is influenced by Boethius's concept of chance and fate and providence, when you're looking at a trickster, you're looking at... Okay, yeah, That's when, when a, I
0: said you have to get close to these mics, um, I really meant it.
5: <laughs> now, now you're looking at something that does not know what that chance or fate looks like. And so... Um, when you're trying to decide on a character from Tolkien's point of view, maybe not a postmodern point of view of what a trickster is, that's one of the things to look at. Is does it have control
1: over? Fate? It, it, it might it might not be so much about power, but so much about knowledge. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Interesting, yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, a control over fate. I mean, that's, it, it's saying I don't believe in fate. I can control my own destiny, which is why I read my 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 little yes. quote about shall prove, but my instrument. Um,
5: I would say, like, going back to Gollum, like, I feel like Tolkien didn't also, like, just write about good tricksters, but also bad tricksters, because mm-hmm. even though Gollum was completely insane because of the power of the ring over time, he still had a purpose in the movies and as a trickster, like, I mean, once we got closer to Mount Doom, ah. um, like, he tricked Frodo into not believing in Sam anymore, whenever Sam was someone that mm-hmm. Frodo would always rely on and almost got photo killed by the Iraqis, which I can't remember her name, but. it. Uh, right, yeah, and so maybe like Gollum wasn't necessarily like constantly conscious about all the decisions that he made, but he was definitely a trickster in my opinion.
1: And a very tragic figure.
5: Yes.
3: Yeah, yeah and, and, and uh, by the way, fantastic Sauron. <laughs> Just a completely random shout out. Um, <laughs> it introduces another idea which is, is, does there need to be room for a trickster to be redeemed? And we, we saw a little bit of that in the Loki series mm-hmm. and what is the power that redeems him. Gollum is an interesting example of that because right up through even the pre shelob part of the story, you get the impression, and Tolkien actually writes about this in his letters, um, is it possible that Gollum... Or what would have happened if Gollum had repented from his tricksterdom?
2: <laughs> you know,
3: sending the hobbits through T-Love's um, tunnels, and and he seems to hold that out right up until this one scene where um, he startles Sam awake and he calls him names and uh, a sneak. And what if Sam hadn't? And what if? Yeah. What if? Yeah, and, and Tolkien plays that. What <laughs> if? Gollum had repented at that point. Could he have been redeemed? And in the movies, you see Frodo keep asking that story because he has to believe that Gollum can be redeemed. And so in the Loki series, you get this sense of, you know, is it possible that he could actually
1: act honorably or be in love with someone other than himself? I I wonder if a trickster necessarily needs to be redeemed. Yeah. I mean, not all of them would would need to be. Oh yeah, there there are plenty of examples of tricksters that, you know, yeah, he, he's a lovable rogue, and I'm perfectly happy to have Han Solo in a completely different you know fantasy universe there. But uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm you know sliding back and forth on that. I know, <laughs> but yeah, still, the I mean, you've got you've got lovable Loki, for example. Yeah, he wanted Asgard, absolutely, no question. But until he started actively plotting for the throne, I didn't have a problem with it. He was fine.
0: You know, well, I mean, and 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 again, like, of course, there are the golems and the Saurons and the mm-hmm. and the Grimmas, you know. But we've like we've already talked about. Um, there are so many good, you know, tricksters who they don't. I, I mean, I don't think Bilbo really needs to be redeemed from anything. I don't think Gandalf does either. And and Gandalf, like, he is powerful, but he does not crave power. Right. You know. So uh, um, yeah, and, and I think that that's, I think that that's something that. Tolkien does really well is write these characters who they are they are part of this trickster trope but they're not they're not bad it's they're really they're really just like kind of they're like jokesters I guess you know like they're, they're they're funny and they're they're fun and they're not out to you know harm anybody with their tricks and and rarely do you know let's go over here to uh, the representative of Sourdough
6: <laughs> there was an earlier mention about Bilbo as a trickster and I really appreciated that uh, because he's to me the original Trixie hobbit mm-hmm. uh, you see that in both in earlier questions mentioned you know a proactive and reactive sense yeah. where he's a survivor to the core using his wits to get out of situations like with the uh, trolls or dealing with Gollum. but you also see him you know having fun with it like his birthday escape and things like that all these things kind of combine to a sense of me of you know him being a trickster at heart, if not for power or glory, but that's just how he operates. How many
1: other people trade riddles with a dragon and walk away?
6: <laughs> but the, the question that, that leads me to it then is that is you know being a survivor you know the key to being a trickster?
1: Mm,
3: that's a great question. Is there a is there a, a resilience necessary? Yeah, so again, using the Loki yeah. initial. Yeah, you know, yeah. How many times can we kill this guy and he's not dead? <laughs> or take Take Bilbo and Smaug's lair, or Bilbo trapped in the Hobbit in Thranduil's um, uh,
2: yeah. at the palace in Mirkwood. Yeah. yeah, and
0: and and figuring out how to get everybody out. Um, well, I mean, and I, I hate using the word resilience, you know, in in tandem with the name Sauron. But again, like I mentioned earlier, when when he was playing at being the Necromancer, you know what I mean? Like nobody even knew who he was, and and yeah, it's like they think they got rid of him, but ha ha ha, never mind, nope. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
3: literally, Tolkien defines his ages almost by, oh, well, we finally got rid of the evil and that Sauron guy. And then, nope, the next age you figure out that he's still lingering around. He may be a flaming eyeball, but he's still around. <laughs>
0: Uh, over here, I think, it's
4: yeah. next. Uh, we kind of touched on it a little bit with Gandalf and him being the most visible of these, but I would kind of argue that all of the wizards kind of fall into this trope. Uh, they all show up on Middle-earth. like Their mission is to operate behind the scenes, but then also each one immediately goes off and starts doing their own thing. Saruman of course, winds up converting to to the darkness and trying to, like like he's still on the White Council while still actively scheming behind the scenes to work for Sauron and then like Radagast is not so much a trickster but he is very like counter-cultural and he is anti-authority because he shows yeah. up with these instructions to aid like elves and men or whatever, looks around, sees all the drama, and is like, "Forget that! I'm gonna go <laughs> hang out with squirrels and birds because they're cool." <laughs> uh, and then doesn't do anything else. And you know, blue wizards we have to assume, but I kind of think all of the wizards uh, fit into this trope.
0: Oh, and I mean, with with um, sorry with with, with Saruman. Uh, I mean, he he uh, when he goes and, and he, I mean, he tricks the Ents. Right. Uh, so, I mean, even even without the, fa- the whole idea that, yeah, all of the wizards probably are just tricksters by their whole general, like, like job and everything that they do. Um, there are so there are other specific examples outside of Gandalf that aren't nice either, um, where it's very clear that that, yeah, that, that, that they're they're using their nature, their tricksy nature to, you know, make these things happen behind the scenes.
3: Yeah, it's, it speaks to, to um, the, the means by which they accomplish their things. So when the Istari, the wizards, are sent to Middle-earth, they're, they're prohibited from fully exercising their power in a controlling way. Because they're not actually human beings. Right, they're, they're the Maya. Story. They're kind they're, of archangel type. Yeah, they, they're, they're
1: more like um, uh, the Maya than, yeah, you know, exactly. than, than anything else. Exactly. And so,
3: um, as a result, and you can see this especially in Saruman, it's, it's their means or their facility in persuasion. That is, especially in the use of words, which is incredibly important to Tolkien. As, and, and it's kind of word trademark symbol. Beware yes. the power of his voice. Of his voice. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's, you know, so his seduction, his manipulation is especially associated not so much
1: until he starts building his army, really once he starts producing urukai, he stops really being a trickster he and is. starts thinking in a military fashion. Yeah. It's straightforward. It's to the point. We're going to go kill everybody and exactly. take over. Exactly. And then, when it finally falls back to okay, I'm screwed, um, <laughs> out comes the power of the voice in an attempt to trick his way out of Orthanc. Which of course hasn't worked on Treebeard, so now we got humans. Let's try it on them.
3: <laughs> so yeah, which and so if you're only reading the movies, may I encourage you to read the book, especially the scouring of the Shire scenes and the chapters up mm-hmm. to it, mm. because it's illustrative of how far Saruman has fallen in his impotence as a trickster. Yes, because he does persuade the whole Shire, except when our four heroes get back and Gandalf steps back says you guys got this you can handle it and Sauron <laughs> is unveiled and ultimately killed by another one of those trickers we said, sorry spoilers <laughs> 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 right, go ahead. it's not legal I was just going to add one more thing about Sauron and that was going to be that he's not only
5: tricking on the good side, he's tricking on the bad side too,
0: right? right yeah. Oh yeah, he's a traitor every single <laughs> <middle> direction, <laughs> Yeah. You bet yeah, yeah,
5: yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: that's yeah. right,
3: he's an equal opportunity <laughs> 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 over here okay.
4: So the, the trickster in uh, cultures that weren't even in Tolkien's brain when he was creating his world, um, one of the things that the trickster is it's not purely evil or purely good. Like, the, the, the joy of interaction is like its own separate thing from a, a moral balance. But on the meta level, the purpose is for the trickster character helps another character either learn something or reveals a character trait about them. So if someone's playing a trick on you, but it doesn't make you any better at what you're doing in the plot, that's not necessarily a trickster situation happening. It's just someone kind of being a bit of an ass. <laughs> right, right. It's a consideration somewhere? on, like, where the line falls on when someone's a trickster or not.
0: Yeah, I think it's, it's like, we actually, we did a a, a Tricksters in Game of Thrones uh, virtual panel last year, and it was a really a lot of, like, it's it's almost hard to, like, if, if you really keep delving deep and deep and deep into these things, like, you can convince yourself one way or the other that a character is or is not a trickster. Like, you, you can almost, it's, it's like, almost always, maybe not all the time, but almost always find some little, like, thing that they did. And it's like, well, maybe at that one point, they were a trickster. Yeah. <laughs> I forget, I think we're on this side. Yes, we're on this side.
2: Um, yeah, so I was actually going to
1: expand on that. I had wondered at what point do you stop being just subversive, just strategic,
6: and just narcissistic to being actually a trickster? Like, where's the transition point or is there one, especially within like Tolkien literature?
1: I, I think being a trickster, uh, predominantly, well, if, we're, if we're going to draw a line, there's a line <laughs> in the sand, beyond this, you're a trickster. Um, I think really uh, leans more toward the question of what are you trying to accomplish and are these your only means to accomplish it? Uh, 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 Saruman, again, uh, in the early phases, he's an Astari sent to the, sent to the Middle Earth in order to uh, try and uh, defeat Sar- Sauron. I mean, that's, that's their goal when they get there. And he is the, the first one there, the leader of the Astari, and he establishes himself and then proceeds to talk other people into doing stuff, gather information here, do the other thing, and to some extent he is a trickster at that point. Uh, mainly because he then starts to really lust after the ring and seek it, at which point he's deceiving everybody around him. He can't take them. He can't conquer them. He has to dissemble and lie. That's trickstery, sure, yeah. Um, and then of course he stops using his trickster tactics when he moves into straight up military conquest. He's not a trickster then, clearly. And then when he doesn't have that power anymore, he falls back on something that requires less power and more talking. And so he crosses the line back and forth, and that's kind of somewhere in there, there's a line. I'm not sure where, but it's somewhere in there. So, Yeah.
3: Yeah, I think there's a, there's some combination of, I want to say a hidden agenda or a deeper agenda? Yeah, yeah a, 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 hidden, agenda. a hidden goal. Yeah, combined yeah. with... with um, an inability, that, an inability to force yeah, the goal. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then some kind of influence. I'm, I'm playing with whether or not a trickster is allowed to recruit um, allies, or if a trickster has to mostly operate in a solo
1: mode. I, I would argue that a, a trickster can manipulate
3: allies.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah certainly, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah.
2: So I'm backing off of my Sam then. He would never manipulate.
3: Well, I mean, and and,
0: you know, like we, we, like I said a a little bit ago, like um, you can have a character that acts like a trickster from time to time, but isn't necessarily like doesn't follow every you know every bit of that trope. Yeah, like everybody. I, I mean, again, like like I would like I would say Gandalf is a is. A trickster do i think sam can be tricksy sure do i think he's a trickster um mm-hmm. i would lean personally toward no mm-hmm. but also um I, I mean i think as as with any you know books media whatever we all have uh unless there is an author telling us this is exactly how it is and even then it's like you don't necessarily have to listen to that like if you if you are reading it and you see something in a specific way. Um, then, then that, like, that is your take on it and not everybody is going to have the same take or agree with each other or even the author from time to time. So. Okay.
2: Hi,
6: Tarius with a quick question. Um, What I wanted to ask is you have a situation as as you guys have described as the panel where you have a character who is under the influence of something else and yet chooses to deceive for his own selfish reasons and puts others in danger in that matter. And that character is Frodo. And I I noticed that nobody's mentioned that Frodo, at the end of the day, is about to go drop that ring in. Like, okay, we went through all of this just to drop this ring in. And he tells Sam, oh, it's okay, you just wait in the back, I'll be good. Like, I'll be good, "We're, we're good. And then yet, he deceives Sam, his best friend. But does that mean he's under the influence of the ring? I think so. Does that mean that he himself is become a
2: trickster?
1: Well, y- yes and no in some respects. I think he is on deeply under the influence yeah. of the ring, especially yeah. at yeah. the end when he's looking at it and considering whether to throw it into the lava. He was standing where Isildur stood, mm-hmm. and the power of the ring is at its greatest in the heart of the mountain. Yeah. Nobody yeah. can throw it in. On the other hand, telling Sam, no, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm pressing on, I'm going to go do this, was partly, I think, the ring's doing, because you can turn good yeah. to evil. Um, persuading Frodo that your friend does not need to take these last few steps into the heart of a fiery mountain with you. This is your job, you know. Sam, you've come far enough. I've got this now. See what I mean? So I'm not sure that uh, Frodo qualifies as a trickster at that point. So much as he's trying to be, trying to be the good guy. And the ring is using that against him and all of Middle Earth. Okay,
5: so the ring would be the trickster in that
0: case. The ring yes, would be the yeah. trickster, yes,
1: Okay, so
5: inanimate objects
0: can be tricksters in stories. <laughs> Does well, the ring inanimate? Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't think a completely inanimate object
6: yeah.
0: can do that, c- could be considered that. But yeah, like, like the, the ring... Uh, it has a power all its own, you know, the and it's. The Haunted
2: Ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: but the ring—the ring, the ring is, is ultimately invested with the power of Sauron. Yes. Yeah. So it's an extension of Sauron's personality and his power and his will to dominate all life,
1: it is as the I foundation a foundation with
3: But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a fascinating question. I'd I, I think I'm with the panel up here that says Frodo is not a trickster. He's, he's, an, he's an addict who's been completely overwhelmed. And a pawn. You, you see, you remember that, if you've seen the Stephen Colbert little thing,
2: <laughs> the, where,
3: where he says, you know, there's no way that Frodo is going to be able to throw that ring in the oh, no. fire. Because you know, Gandalf you know, tried to get him to throw it in his own little hobbit hearth out there, and he couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And then he said, I've thought about this even more than Gandalf. He's not thinking this through. <laughs> um, so I think Frodo was was lost that way. And and I don't think, I think Sam has been saying all along, he doesn't expect to get home. He's it's expecting good. to die mm-hmm. at Orodruin, at the cracks of doom as well. So it's uh, a... Yeah. Win or lose,
1: he knew he was going to die. Yeah. But he was determined to die trying. Yeah. Yeah. So. And so that was what he was pushing against.
2: Uh, this side.
0: I think okay, okay. okay. That's fine. You're first. He says you're first. I'd say the
6: TARDIS is are And you're new. Because we, yeah. So my question is, or maybe for the Tolkien scholars in, the, in deeper canon, is there any dwarfs or elves? or They, just, they seem to be missing in the whole trickster conversation. That is, true. is that yeah. something yeah. that Tolkien was conscientious
3: about? Or? Mim. Mim is where I was going to go. From the Simerillion. Exactly. He, he was
6: a hill dwarf?
1: I yeah, he, and he was isolated, and yeah, had he had his own yeah. little clan, and Yeah, he was... Had, yeah. Had, and it didn't have much of a clan after, uh, yeah. after he encountered... Um, uh, Turin, Yes, Turinbar. Turin, Bar, Turin yeah. Turinbar, yeah. yeah. Uh, he he was definitely a uh, tricky at that point. Yeah. I don't think he... He didn't live like a trickster. He had a, he had a nice, honest, you know, you know, he had his mind, he you know collected food and all that kind of he just got by. But yeah. when faced with a superior force, he immediately went into full-on trickster mode, yeah. it, just yeah. to survive. Yeah. So there's a dwarf right there. Um, oh, as far as elves are concerned. I would say Elrond. Is Elrond a trickster? you
5: yeah, he
1: he's not saying anything about it and encouraging her to go to the Great Havens anyway. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, uh, for, forging or healing some of the rift between the dwarves and the elves by that, manipulating, uh, you know, two great races, yes. One of
3: the most self-isolated elves in the Silmarillion is Turgon, Turgon, the uh, Gondolin? Gond- Turgon, yeah. Um, I don't know if he would qualify as a trickster, although he's he basically hid entirely hidden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, again, like I think that falls back on the. You can always find like a little like the the something that somebody has done at some point, and I. But I think that you know the elves are very, um, like, like. I mean, shoot, even the dwarves. I would say that it would maybe be easier to like find a dwarf who was a straight up trickster than an elf, Uh, but and also I I think like for me it's hard because even though I just reread the books. Um, I've watched the movies so many times that like the uh, th- that version of the elves is like cemented in my brain and to the point where when I was rereading the books this summer, I was like, "Wow, Elrond is like he's like real like just way chiller in the books than he is in the movies." Um, and so, so I think again, like you can you can absolutely come up with like here's here's a tricksy thing they did or they were tricksy at this time you know because they wanted to get their way but i think overall uh tolkien with write, right writes both the elves and the dwarves like very straight
4: uh ale the
0: dark elf ale yes. the dark elf
1: yes that would be a great much, example much more of it much more of an elvish trickster yes very yeah. good lived, thank
4: you lived alone in the forest yeah he mm-hmm. his wife to a kidnapper yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good
3: catch. He wasn't exactly, um, you know, in the Eldoms you know, Hall of Fame. For, uh, yeah, and and then his offspring and and the, um, and the betrayal of the Gondolin, betrayal of yeah. Gondolin. Um, yeah, that's absolutely a good example. Because mo- mostly, and this is of both doors and elves, which is why they have such problems with one another. Is they know what they want, and yeah. they tend to go for it the elves are a little more subtle than that the dwarves are much less subtle than that but <laughs> if you need subtlety and subterfuge and don't influence go to thorin
2: yeah, yeah you don't <laughs> tend
3: to go to elves and dwarves for that unless you it, but you do have exceptions there are there are good examples of those
6: yeah um, i think that was a, a great lead in for what i was going to bring up where one of the joys of, you know, I started the movies and went to the books and things like that and discovering things like the the poems, uh, the, the songs and things like that, and the insight they give into the different cultures. Uh, are there any songs that Tolkien wrote, either in the main works or the expanded works, which celebrate a trickster hero rather than, say, a tragic one or uh, mm. iconic?
3: You know, uh, the only songs I can think of are when the elves are singing, when Bilbo um, yeah. first comes down into Rivendell. And they So is Tom Bombadil a
0: trickster? Oh, for sure, for sure. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. But yeah, mostly the songs and poems are legendary and epic and yeah. yeah,
1: sad.
0: So, but yeah no you're yeah. right I, 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 think you, I think you could make the argument that the song that the elves are singing when, when Bilbo is going down into Rivendell is, it, it's, 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 it's basically about him he is a trickster so there's that uh, but I wrong. think that's probably the closest and the
3: fact that they know his name and he's never met them before yeah
4: yeah, yeah. they've
1: heard
4: about him from G- Gandalf <laughs> yeah, oh
1: for sure a, yeah that trickster <laughs> sneaky hobbits <laughs> over here I'm not sure Ungoliant <laughs> was really <laughs> tricking so much as rolling El- through Un- on the deal. Ungoliant is? Melkor made a deal with Ungoliant to kill yeah. the two trees and He's drink right up all the, all the light from, uh, from yeah. them. But uh, when he didn't want to pay up, yeah. that's when it became important. But, yep, yeah. In- G- In-
3: Ungolian. You guys know In- Ungolian. You think Shelab's she- bad? Yeah. That's, yeah. That was the first. In- Boy Scout, Girl Scout, whatever yeah. Shelab is. Yeah, In- Ungolian's. Yeah. Yeah. In- Ungolian is
0: unbridled power. There is nothing subtle about Ungolia. Mm -hmm. Listen, Sheila is just trying to live her best life in her cave, and she needs food sometimes, okay? Like, you can't hate on that spider for just needing to eat. You can hate on
1: Ungolian, however, because she would have drunk the world dry. Yes, yes, yes,
0: exactly. And still
1: been hungry.
6: Uh, My question is more about uh, what do you think is, like, a good foil to a trickster? And a lot of stories, like, a hero has... Foil either their companion or a villain, um, and a trickster has a lot of qualities that you think you could almost almost opposite. Like, what do you think? Can, okay. Can make like a good. Like, do you think there are foils of tricksters in Lord of the Rings? And, if so, like, or the hobbit, if so, like, what do you think makes a good
3: foil? The foil for them. So, you know, so you said we're looking for the Loki's in the Lord of the Rings. Is that like a Thor in the Lord of the
1: Rings? So so, okay. Everybody needs a straight man. A straight man? Yeah. 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 Um, Is that a straight yeah. uh, the, the good, solid, stolid character. You know, I mean, the, the, the traditional view of Samwise, for example. Always there, always faithful. Never never gonna do anything, never gonna put a foot wrong, absolutely, and then he did, again, the Thor-Loki dynamic there, you've got the other person, uh, not Frodo, obviously, but still, uh, the, the trickster in question would then, of course, be out there doing whatever the trickster does, and I've got my henchman right here, that's my foil. See, everybody needs a henchman.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, no. it's, it's hard to say that, uh, do I think there are balances for sure, you know what I mean. Um, but it's when 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 Tolkien is putting two characters together, it, I think it's it's rare. You know, I mean, like Gandalf, he he kind of operates on his own most of the time. Um, I mean, Bilbo, uh, same. Honestly, he's with the dwarves, but he is really on his own for a lot of his a lot of their journey. Uh, so having while that while there are absolutely foils in the there are more serious characters balancing out um you know or, or even I guess like Sauron being a kind of more serious trickster there, there's there's always a balance but I don't I don't know. Like I don't know. Do you do you you, yeah. you you know more than I do? So you might be able to come up with a better like. Here are two characters that are together a lot, or that that th- this one is clearly a foil of yeah. this character who is a yeah. trickster. Tol-
3: Tolkien does work with dualities yeah. a lot, and so you have the Sauruman Sauron or Saruman Gandalf duality. So much so that Gandalf ultimately becomes Gandalf the White instead of Saruman the White, and so that that kind of works. Um, who is countering Sauron in our trickster mode? Well, kind of pretty much everybody in the <laughs> first, second, and third age, especially the second and third age. Uh, you know, in The Lord of the Rings, I think you could probably argue that Aragorn is, is Sauron's counter when he challenges him with a Palantir and shows him the ring, that, you know, the sword that sliced the ring off with his spoilers. Um, and so you get that. What's interesting to me on that duality question is, is Gollum because he has an internal duality. And you get this Gollum versus Smeagol kind of a thing. And they're and they're both corrupted but they're kind of at war with one another. So and there's almost this internal Union tension that's going on with, with those characters. And, and I bet if we kept going down the line we could figure out, you know, who's Grimma's offset and so <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah, but it's a fun it's a fun thing to think about.
2: Yeah. Uh um
3: so uh, <coughs> In our conversation series we talked about how uh, tricksters typically—they're um, tricksters because at least while they're being a trickster, um, don't have power to manipulate the events themselves to conquer events uh, without the subterfuge. Um, so with Glaurong the dragon in the Turin tale, mm-hmm. uh, who does have power? I mean, he basically walks ooh, in the he did, he and did, he does, kills Yes, absolutely. Yes, um, so, but his favorite weapon is chaos. You know, he. Creates it wherever he goes, and when he, and then he strikes with brute force when he uh, can. But he likes just to cause havoc by uh, here
1: and there. Yeah. So does he fall into the trickster category? Is he in some other category beyond that? I think he's a dragon. He's being lazy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. But uh, you know, that's a that's a fascinating theory because you know we think of dragons as you know. Teeth like swords, and my tail is a hurricane wings, and
1: you know, I fire. And, is and death. then you get into the riddle contest yeah. and start yeah. going.
3: But, but Glaurum
2: mm-hmm.
3: had the ability by looking, looking at you to to make you forget who you were, which is exactly what happened to Tour and Tour and Bar's sister, and then. then Spoilers. I I, well, I I would argue he that burying he her and, and it's a very bad ending. But but it's it's not because he's torn them limb from limb or blasted them with
1: fire. Yeah. It's, I, I, it's I, I think what I think what we're getting at there is that his what were Glaurong's goal there was not to rend someone limb from limb. Yeah. Oh no, that's over quickly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We're gonna make you
2: suffer. Yeah. <laughs>
1: See. and that's why uh, again a lot of the lot of the trickster trope comes back to the motive of the trickster yeah. as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, what, what are their goals? What are they trying to accomplish? And uh, it, as far as Turin was concerned, this was worse. Than finding the, the the burned burned remains of his sister, mm-hmm. when he finally figured out what was actually going on, it was it was it, it, that was just heartbreaking, mm-hmm. absolutely. So I think that was, I think it was Glaurung's goal the entire time. So yeah, definitely the you could he, it couldn't uh, couldn't achieve that by fire and claw. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna get Trixie.
0: Yeah, and and I think that that's that's a really good example too because then you can balance it with Smaug who. He literally took the things with the fire and the claw and the tooth, and He's he mine now. he might have had a you know he might have had his little riddly conversation with Bilbo, but that does not make Smaug a a, a trickster. A trickster Smaug, yeah. Versus there is this other you know this other dragon who who actually did that like mm-hmm. like actually lived that trickster life. Yeah, <laughs> yep. um, Ooh, I was good. gonna say on that note, uh, we are close to three. Oh we, got four? oh, we got four minutes? Okay. I was gonna so we'll take anybody else, but I'm going to do a cold call to my professor friends in the third row.
3: Constance <laughs> and Laura, who've been on other panels, and if you didn't get those, you should come next year because we will definitely be inviting them back too. Is this, is this our version of phone a friend? Phone <laughs> of friend? So this is Constance, and this is Laura, also Tolkien experts. Any, any contributions to other tricksters or to what we've been talking about from you guys? And you probably could come up to the mic
1: if you would be willing. Oh, you're going to make me get up. and. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to make you work for it.
0: (laughs) I I think that you covered most of what I was
7: thinking, but when you mentioned Frodo, I was appalled and wanted to
2: rip your heart.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Because the answer to that is no, he is not. He is controlled at that point. Um, but I think bringing up Torrid Humber, that was really excellent, and yeah. Gollum is an excellent example of somebody with his own duality, as you're mm-hmm. pointing out, and so the real balance in there is Smeagol, who is trying to hold on to the, sh- you know, the shreds of his humanity, as it were, in the light of everything that's happened to him, and Frodo brings some of that back to the fore, and then it goes away again at that point. So, Um, I think that looking at the dragons is an interesting concept. You covered most of the things that I would think of, you know, if something else occurs to me eventually, you know, you can find me on Facebook.
0: (laughs) Well, you mentioned like Smeagol, and I guess, um, you know, my... my question there is knowing what we know of his past and it's not a lot obviously but knowing what we know of smeagol before the ring before gollum existed uh he was he was he was a little trickster himself too you know like just from the start it was not the
1: nicest of hobbits if the ring could already persuade
0: him right to right yeah so yeah we'll go to laura and then and then we'll
1: have
3: one more and i think that will wrap us up
4: So I guess I'm pretty much uh, uh, in agreement with Constance. I'm not necessarily thinking of other characters uh, that haven't already been mentioned. And I I think where uh, I come down in my thinking on this uh, for the most part, is a point that has come up several times from the panel, which is that a moment of manipulation or a moment of deceptiveness does not make one a trickster. Right. Yeah, be, That yeah. makes us human.
0: Mm-hmm. We're looking at a
1: pattern of behavior
0: yeah, to yes, be a trickster. Exactly. Yes. Yes. yes,
4: exactly. And, and I think also the element of chaos is is one mm. that's, mm. The, uh, uh, one, of the, one of the people from the audience brought that up. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that is something that's also interesting to look at. Right. But it does come back to what you've already talked about, which is the motivation.
3: Right, right which is you know Melkor motivation introducing chaos into the music interesting
0: well i mean and 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 also like having having that element of chaos um that doesn't mean that 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 a character doesn't have a plan i mean loki is chaotic but he still has things that he wants and goals he wants to achieve so you can be a trickster you can be chaotic um i mean gandalf is chaotic at times but he also has like he, he he has these things that he wants to achieve too so um i think it's like just because somebody ha- just because you need that element of chaos doesn't mean that it has to rule all the things
3: yeah one over here uh,
4: just a quick thought that i had uh, in regards to a foil to a trickster uh, that a uh, foil to a trickster doesn't have to be a straight man. A foil to a trickster is often another trickster. Ah, uh, Case in point, like Bilbo and Gollum with the Riddles or Saruman and Gandalf. It's who's trying to out-scheme the other one. Who's got a the There's somebody yep.
3: who's been watching this low-key also. <laughs> Constance
7: gets the last word. i getting the last word for last word. the one thing that I was thinking of the entire panel, though, is they kept... I kept thinking about the idea of trickster with a capital T, and it's almost like a god title, and that's kind of how I see it. I know we're talking about it on levels where people, and your own humanity, yeah. but some things will make you human when you do it once in a while. But I tend to think of trickster as a title, in which case would be people with the more... Supernatural or spiritual bent that's corrupted or manipulated. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. how I see it. Also. so there's corruption too. Right, so. Yeah, interesting. Okay, I'll
3: sit
0: down. <laughs> no, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good point. I, re, I really, I really like that point because that actually, if if we drill it down to that and we say trickster with a capital T, that really just helps you decide. Like, okay, well, this character. Can be, and all of these can. Yeah, that's why I
1: brought up Sauron. because yeah. he's got a whole history of things that he's done. He saw the with the with the uh, Huan the, the hound. Mm-hmm. He thinks, mm-hmm. oh, there's a prophecy that it won't die except by the greatest werewolf that ever lived. I'll turn into a werewolf. Mm-hmm. That'll be me. No, mm-hmm. wrong. <laughs> you know, and he he tries all sorts of things. Oh, goes,
2: oh. yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. but but he, he's
1: a trickster all through yeah. the thing until again he finally thinks he's got the military might to force it. Yeah, I don't need to fool anybody now. Mm-hmm. I got worms. And so Ooh. another panel <laughs> in the high <laughs> fantasy
3: track comes to an end.
0: Thank you for coming. As you heard here. thank you guys. Thank you for listening to the Geek Saga podcast. If you like what you heard, please check out other Geek Saga entertainment endeavors, including the Sagas and Sass webcast and podcast and Ice and Fire Con.